0: Welcome to Speak and Destroy, episode 66. Speak and Destroy is a podcast featuring interviews about Metallica, and I'm your host, Ryan J. Downey. My guest this episode is Dirty Donnie. Dirty Donnie hand-illustrated the Metallica Stern pinball machine, and is responsible for several of the band's posters and the artwork that adorns the walls at Metallica HQ. Donnie talks about his career in the arts, meeting Metallica, how he ended up working on one of James Hetfield's personal pinball machines and how that led to the Metallica pinball machine itself, Uh, all the time he spent at HQ painting the walls of different members' offices, his experiences with James, Lars, Kirk, and Rob, and much more. We talk about classic video games. We talk about a lot of his other art pieces. Uh, His work can be seen on skate decks, on other pinball machines like the Aerosmith game, hot rods, posters, album covers, toys, and a lot more. If this is your first time listening to Speaking Destroy, be sure to check out past episodes in the archive featuring great guests like M. Shadows of Avenged Sevenfold, Lizzie Hale of Hailstorm, Gary Holt of Exodus and Slayer, and many more. You can support us on Patreon. Patreon supporters have access to bonus episodes that aren't available anywhere else, including stuff from my interview archives over the years, like a great episode with Glenn Danzig, interviews with Kirk Hammett, members of Lamb of God, and a bunch more. You can follow Speak and Destroy on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryan Downey, and on Instagram at SuperheroHQ. Speak and Destroy is part of the Pop Curse Podcast Network, which includes other podcasts such as Pop Curse, Musicians Talking Movies, Blothar the Berserker from Gore on Robocop, Spencer Charnas from Ice Nine Kills on The Shining, Patrick Judge from Demon Hunter on Scream, there's also no prize from God, which features conversations with creative people about belief, unbelief, and everything between, with Metallica speaking Destroy friendly guests, including Max Cavalera of Sepultura and Soulfly, and members of Emperor, Satyricon, Underoath, and a bunch more. So here it is, my conversation with Dirty Donny. This is Speak and Destroy. <laughs> little background on your initial fascination and love for both music and art and how those two things intersected for you and you know drove you to make this your career
1: well i guess you know as a little kid i was always drawing and um my mom would always give me a pad and and a paper wherever we went so i'd be drawing and my grandparents owned a clock shop in lincoln fields uh shopping mall in ottawa canada where i grew up and so uh, I would go there after school and I would clean their windows and I'd take the money and I'd go to the record store and um, I would buy records with the money. And this is when I was like in grade school. And then, you know, I, I started discovering like um, really cool, like uh, Scorpions record covers and like Iron Maiden covers and seeing stuff that was like, you know, hand drawn, um, also in like a comic book sense. So, you know, that kind of got me into like heavier music. And so it was all sort of sort of lean to that side. Um, but, uh, yeah, music's always been a really big part of my, uh, um, it's, it's, I've been very passionate about music, um, you know, since I was a kid. I actually play uh, a little bit of music, but, I, I'm, you know, I'm not that good. So, I <laughs> stuck to art. I'm good at art. So, I put all the eggs in that basket.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, obviously, when we, when we think about heavy music, to me, in particular, I mean, there are certainly, you know, Deadhead stuff and There's a lot of genres you can point to and talk about some cool artwork, hip hop, whatever. But there's something about hard rock and metal, I think, where the artwork is just so intertwined and just so linked, you know, whether it was sitting with Iron Maiden album covers as a kid, you know, obsessing over every detail uh, to, you know, some of the vivid iconic imagery when we think about the Kill 'Em all album cover, you know, stuff like that, that was done very, crudely and simply and yet was so striking and evocative uh you know yeah this fit stuff um and of course you know in your work there's a lot of what i would call kind of california culture hot rod culture um you know a lot of that stuff happening where did all of that come from for you well you know I
1: also as a kid you know i, w- I was into records um, a lot of metal and punk rock and stuff um i was also skateboarding and a lot of uh, the skateboard graphics from the mid eighties really kind of grabbed my eye as -hmm. a kid. And I didn't know, I couldn't figure out why they were so cool, but they just were so cool. Uh, The Jim Phillips for Santa Cruz and VCJ for Powell, seeing those in the store reminded me of buying record covers in the store. And uh, you know, I was also a comic book collector and uh, also into monsters. You know, this also goes into like punk rock and, and you know, of course, puss head uh, um, you know, misfits and, and kind of like whole monster genre. So getting into that, you know, I, I kind of like would stumble into like model kits like Big Daddy Roth, Rat Fink and, and the weirdos and stuff. And then sort of from there, as I was getting a little bit like through my late teens, my teens, I would, I would get more into like sort of like the um, Custom culture scene. I was also a car guy too. I always really liked cars. So, uh, you know, I, I've owned quite a few old cars and I work on them and stuff so uh that whole thing just kind of kind of melted in in my youth you know um i didn't really have any mechanics in the family but uh it's something that you know really uh i was really always attracted to so you know as soon as i could buy an old car i did and uh that's kind of um, where that comes from and also like i guess my style you know i i pick pop culture uh pieces throughout my life and kind of try to mold them all into one and i'm always looking for new stuff too uh, whether it be old retro stuff that i get into that i haven't been into yet stuff from my youth or even looking at new artists and new things coming out so it kind of is a it's an evolution for me so you know doing the monster stuff that's kind of one thing i I do and then i I also paint um i've done a lot of retro sci-fi paintings um kind of realistic style stuff Uh, illustrations um you know there is a i guess a part of a style i do a lot of blacklight posters too so i kind of Mm -hmm. took the 70s blacklight era and applied it to my style um of kind of one of the things I'm, i'm sort of known for Kind yeah. of bringing back the blacklight poster
0: for sure um and if that makes you sense know, no it does and you know what and given the crossover into into custom car culture you know obviously there are a lot of overlaps and your personal taste and aesthetic and the art that you make and the stuff james Hetfield loves um what was your first introduction to them i know you know it came about relatively early in your career when you got connected with the guys right
1: yeah. Yeah. That's something that James and I had a lot in, in common, you know, like when I had first gone to the studio, I, I saw a lot of the art that he had on the wall and it was like a Dennis McPhail and a bunch of guys I already knew. And, um, I just was like, yeah, you know, he, he's into the same stuff. And, and at, at the same time, Kirk as well, because, you know, I was always really into, um, um, like famous monsters of film land mm-hmm. and, um, uh, universal monsters and stuff. So we, we had that in common. And we also had pinball in common as well. So mm-hmm. that was pretty cool. Um, all
0: things, all things that I love too, which, you know, makes sense that Metallica is my favorite band. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, so, yeah. 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 We'll yeah. I love pinball. I love, uh, I love famous monsters. I love,
1: yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about the pinball after um, the whole oh, yeah. pinball thing. Oh, that came about. But um, yeah, the, the, I was visiting the Bay area a lot. I was living in Montreal, Canada and, I would go to the Bay Area, I do a lot of record covers for for bands there, Um, had a lot of friends there. So I was visiting one time, this is in 2002. And a friend of mine, uh, his name is uh, Chip Walker. He used to work at uh, HQ at Metallica's Mm. headquarters. Uh So uh, Chip was like, um, um, he was like a studio hand, and uh, later became um, um, head carpenter, you go on the road with him. So but at the time, Chip uh, showed my art, they just bought the HQ building, they just started filming the movie, and they're recording the record. Mm -hmm. James had recently got out of rehab. Uh, it, to give you a timeline of that era, yeah. so so Chip had brought my artwork in, and and showed it to the guys and, and showed it to Kirk and Kirk was like, man, you know, I, my, my my he had an office upstairs that hadn't been decorated yet, and he's like, I really want to do something cool, and uh, he's like, why don't you bring why don't you bring your friend Donnie in, and we'll 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 have like a like a little meeting, so um, I went in and uh, I met Kirk and and the guys and. Um, me and Kirk hit it off and he showed me the, the walls and he's like, oh, some kind of like, you know, surf, uh, monster rat fang sort of stuff and some tiki stuff. And, um, at the time is totally right up my alley. I'm like, I know exactly like what to do. I know exactly what you want. So why don't I go back to Montreal? My flight was the next day. So why don't I go back home? Let me draw a bunch of stuff up. And then like in a couple of weeks, I'll, I'll come back. And Kirk's like, yeah, sounds great, man. Um, just like, we'll fly you back. We'll put you up, whatever. So I did that. Um, he liked all the drawings I did. And, uh, I ended up I starting to paint, and then as they were recording, um, they're they're trying out bass players, and there's like people kind of in and out of there. Yeah. I was painting, <laughs> like you guys have probably seen the movie. Yeah,
0: of course, yeah. I actually yeah. I actually saw it at uh, Sundance. I was a reporter for MTV, and I went out to Sundance in 2004 initially to interview Haley Duff. It was her first MTV News interview. Oh, okay. For, for TRL, and the whole thing was like did you know Hillary Duff has a sister? That was the angle. So that's why they sent me there. But as soon as I got on the ground, I knew that the Metallica movie was happening and they're my favorite band of all time. So I was like, how do I get myself into this screening? And uh, they did a, a a press conference uh, by satellite. The band was in Hawaii and they had a a big screen and a microphone set up and each press person got to get up and ask our single question. Um, but yeah so i got to see that film you know really early before it had its nationwide theatrical and, and before the dvd and everything and oh. yeah so to imagine you getting to know those guys in the midst of that and to be there working at hq while all of that is going on um yeah it sounds uh, both exciting and daunting
1: it was very interesting, you know, I mean, I had been doing a lot of uh, underground bands at the time and it was a job I felt like, you know, I was definitely uh, ready for. Um, I, just, I didn't know what to expect, but, you know, it, it was it was chill and I went in did my work and uh, um, the cool thing was I would just, I would see people walk by and poke their heads in while I was painting and uh, so the I guess the first guy that came in was Bob Rock and, um, and you know, we, we had met and stuff and we'd hit it off because he's from Canada, so we had a <laughs> like a, a, the Canadian in common there
0: and then um, also cars as well. I, I always hear about Bob that he's, uh, my friend Andy uh, said that he's a, he's a Canadian who lives in Hawaii. So he's the nicest person on earth.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's into some cool cars. We had a lot of uh, f- favorite movies, uh, uh, two lane blacktop. So that was his favorite movie is also one of my favorite films. And um, so he was uh, starting to do his car up. He has a 55 Chevy and he was, he brought me over to the, around the corner, there are doing his engine and, um, You know, we got to check out all the car building stuff, but uh, he came in the room and he's like, Hey man, I, you know, I've been looking at your stuff and I I, I need a a logo for my car club um, in Hawaii and um, Maui. And and, uh, I was like, yeah, sure. I can, no problem. You know, I can do that. I just got to finish these murals here, you know? And then, um, and then, uh, then James came in with a, with a guitar and uh, he's like, I need the, you know, I need a paint job on this. You think you could paint it for me? Um, I was like, yeah, yeah, no problem. That's the Papa Head guitar with the Papa Head logo. Yeah. 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 I've got a lot of photos of me painting that. Um, so that was cool, you know? And then uh, Robert got hired and when they gave him, uh, like that advance, he was all like, uh, he was super cool. He came upstairs. He's like, yeah, man, I, you know, I just got some money. I want to buy a painting from you, (laughs) (laughs) you know? And I was just like, kind of like, wow, man, you know, I'm just kind of, this is great. And then people kept coming and, um, I ended up painting James's office door and, and then, uh, just a whole bunch of stuff for, you know, some stuff for Met Club and, um, um, you know, it kept going and, and then they, they had to go on the road. So it had been about six months I was there. Wow. So they hit the road. And then, uh, you know, I kept working for them on and off, like whether it be guitar picks or or, or just all kinds of stuff for the guys individually um, for the band. Um, and so did very, a, you did cool. a piano for them too, right? I was, that's one of the things I did when I was at HQ. Yeah. I was like, Hey, can you paint the piano? Can you paint, you know, the bathroom? Can you paint the coffee maker? You know, it just, it kept coming. It was, <laughs> it was kind of funny. You know, we we're all kind of laughing, you know, like, like what's he going to paint next? You know, like what's who, who's got him doing what, you know? And Kirk's like, man, you got to finish my murals, bro. I'm like, sorry. <laughs> he's like, you missed a spot up there
0: in the corner, you know? <laughs> so so um, Jody Dankberg from Stern is a old friend of mine and he's actually going to be on the podcast. Oh, Stern. right on. Yeah. Jody. Yeah. Uh, how did the whole pinball thing come about? Well, um, the band wanted,
1: I had done a, a custom games for a uh, custom pinball machine for GM Setfield. And, oh, okay. Uh, but
0: so prior to even the Metallica one rolling out, just yeah, yeah. what what was his machine all about? Uh, that was the first one was Metallica.
1: So okay. Is that the one, stuff.
0: the picture on your website that's the you and him standing next to it? I believe that is. Yeah. I believe so. Okay. Um, so we
1: did that for him. And that was like a, we took an, an existing game and then we, we reprogrammed it, reskinned it, did everything uh, all hand painted. Uh, it was screen printed, hand painted, and, and stenciled. So they love that. And then i guess they had been talking with stern about doing a, a game together a metallica game and metallica had said hey we want donnie to do it because you know the pinball connection you know me doing the stuff for james having the connection with kirk uh so jody actually had said to what he told me later he's like well we had been wanting to work with you as well so they were kind of like yeah this is perfect let's get donnie to do it so i got a call from jody he's like yeah my name's jody uh, um so how would you like to do a metallica pinball <laughs> and, uh, I was like, "Yeah, of course I would. Who wouldn't?" <laughs> so that's how that came about.
0: That's amazing. And then, uh, what was the creative process the and the collaborative part like when you? are I mean, do they just sort of go, "Okay, you know us, you get our vibe, just do your thing," and we'll prove it and make little notes, or how, how does that work?
1: Yeah, basically, basically that's it. I became Stern's client, but being um, working for for the band for when was that? I did that in 2013. So I'd been working uh, doing art for the band on and off.
0: Yeah, for, for about a long 10 time. years
1: yeah. yeah so i had a really good you know kind of vibe of what the, the guys are into what the guys like and also what the fans like but also um i i'm a pinball guy myself and i have been for years and years so i, I know what pinball people like mm-hmm. and i'm a big fan of old school hand drawn pinball machines that you saw back in the day from the 70s 80s and yeah. 90s yeah you know which in my opinion was like that was really cool stuff so getting a chance to do this um Gary Stern actually came to my house with George Gomez. If you guys aren't familiar uh, who that is, Gary um, is the, the CEO of uh, Stern Pinball and George Gomez is the uh, the production manager of everything mm. um, who also you know designed a lot of really cool stuff in the past like the Tron video game from the oh, 80s wow. and he's, he's a, like a real heavy hitter. So we went out to dinner and uh, we discussed what I was going to do because up till then it had all been Photoshop. Um, uh, there had been the Photoshop era. Mm-hmm. so no one had really hand drawn a game old
0: school for years so they were oh wow going wow to up. that's awesome kind of like your black light thing like bringing mm-hmm. that back that's yeah amazing. yeah
1: yeah totally exactly um so it, for me it was like a uh, it was a like almost like a crusade in a way i'm like i, I want to bring hand drawn artwork back to pinball and now i got the chance through through the guys in the band and through stern so i, I can't blow this you know so i had a mm-hmm. lot of yeah um I had a lot of weight on my shoulders for sure. And, uh, I had to do three different packages. So I spent about six months drawing all, all, all that. And then, um, you know, we presented it to the guys and, and, and they liked it. Everything was cool. And, um, it became, I think, I think it was one of Stern's top sellers. Um, mm-hmm. I know if not, it was very close. Um, you'd have to ask Jody about that, but uh, it was up there as very, a very popular game. Uh, um, game designer was uh, John Borg. Uh, programmer was Lyman sheets. So we, uh, those guys are awesome to work with. Um, yeah, it was, it was a really, really positive experience, you know? Um, was like super thankful to Stern and to Metallica for giving me the opportunity to do that. Yeah, It's been my biggest project to date, at least my most popular it's game. It's, it's a piece of art that you see around the world. So I'll get, mm-hmm. I'll get texts or photos or messages from, you know, Australia, from Japan, The, oh, the games are just everywhere, you know? The yeah. Places.
0: I, I'll always send all, uh, I'll text pictures to Jody all the time. Cause I'll, you know, I was, On a road trip, and was somewhere in like the middle of nowhere in California, between the Bay Area and you know Southern California, and stopped at some random pizza place, and there was a Metallica pinball machine. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, right. I always always take a picture and and shoot it to him. Yeah, I remember. I have a great memory of the first time that I ever played it, which was I was out for the Orion Music and More Festival. I think it was the second year they did it. It was in Michigan. And, I was at uh, that one. Yeah, I was there Oh, as well. killer. Okay, yeah. yeah so yeah. Um, I was the manager for the Dillinger Escape Plan at the time. Oh, yeah. And so I was out with them, and I was also working with the band All Shall Parish, and they were both on the festival. So I have this great memory. You know, I watched, it was right up front when Metallica did the surprise Kill 'Em All set in the middle of the yeah, afternoon. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I was uh, like a a pretty close as well. (laughs) It was
0: amazing. And then, so by the time they did their like full on big production, regular Metallica headlining set, which I've seen, you know, dozens of times and loved every time I just have this great memory because uh, Greg and I from Dillinger, who's a huge Metallica fan. Also we were, we were standing in the little band area playing your Metallica pinball machine watching Metallica play off in the distance across the field. Oh, yeah, that's great. Just like the coolest, you know, just there's no better way to be introduced to that game. I've, you know, I've played it dozens of times since, but for that to be the first time was just like,
1: Oh, yeah. that's great. That's great. I was uh, I was watching Rocket from the Crypt uh, at the side of the stage and this tall guy walks up to me with his phone and he he goes, "Let me do a selfie." And, he, and I just I, I was like watching the band and and then he did a selfie and I turn and it was Hetfield. And everybody was like, "What's who's that guy with Hetfield? Yeah, that you know, guy like, that I'm Hetfield's just, getting a selfie, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm like, I'm nobody, you know. So it's hilarious. But um, yeah, that was a great show, man. That was super cool. Oh, uh, so the much The car fun. show. And uh, yeah, I wish that they kept doing that. But, you know, it's a big production.
0: Yeah, and it really speaks to how, you know, and, and this is a perfect person to have this conversation with since you are a literal artist, how into the art side they are. You know, the fact that they will – pour a bunch of money into curating a festival like that or that they would do something like, a you know, the 3d concert film with the sort of art movie narrative thing interspersed with it. Like they do stuff that isn't commercially driven, you know, it's the kind of thing where it's like, Hey, hey, if this becomes a big hit and makes us a bunch of money, great. But you know that that's not the, they never put the cart before the horse in that sense. Like they do what they want, how they want. And if right. people are into it, awesome, but they're going to do it either way.
1: For for art's sake. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Not yeah. really. Um, yeah. Cause I mean, um, this is, uh, they have been given this like gift of like, you know, the, the Metallica and they're, they're able to, you know, to do this, this is cool stuff and make it, you know, kind of more than just like, you know, music, it, like beyond, you know, which is uh, yeah. very cool, you know, very neat to see.
0: And I want to really nerd out on some of the detail within the Metallica game uh, before we move into other stuff um one of course is that character that you created that's become you know metallica doesn't they've never had an eddie or a vic rattlehead uh you know there's there was the jump in the fire demon and then there's the scary guy which i think james drew i mean there's you know yeah creatures and characters that have been associated but i think sparky is probably the coolest and i would say the most most defined you know like the most sort of okay this is a character that you could put in different situations like you don't you can't really put scary guy in too many places Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like in terms of like an environment if you were gonna do like a maiden type thing or whatever um right but, but tell me a little bit about the origin story of that that was something that you had just kind of randomly sketched on a chalkboard or something right
1: that's right. Yeah. I was uh, meeting James at the studio. I think I was, I can't remember what it was we were up to, but I think I was maybe going to paint something for him. Like I did, a, I painted a lot of things for him. So I was, maybe it was a statue or a car or something, but um, so I was waiting for him to get out of a meeting and I was, I was in the kitchen and uh, uh, there was a chalkboard. So it was blank. And I, I, uh, I just, I drew a little monster character on it and uh, he's flipping the bird. And uh, so James walked in and he, he started laughing. He pointed at it and He's like, dude, you should write Talica sucks on a shirt. So uh, I wrote Talica sucks, and then um, he's like, how about you, like, um, how about you draw that, you know, for me, and then maybe we can make like a shirt or a pick out of it. So, so yeah, I went and drew it up um, and gave it to him, and um, I think they made stuff with it. I can't remember if the, I know that there's guitar picks for sure. I might have done a shirt. Uh, so anyhow, time goes on. You get the Metallica pinball gig and uh john borg and i are kind of going back and forth on what kind of toys we're going to put under there so mm-hmm. john had a list of ideas and you know of course the band has all their their, their stage props like the injustice and there's a lot of different things going on mm-hmm. and so i t- uh, he wanted to put a, a chair for ride the lightning and i was like well that's cool but like i have this character like why don't we put him in the chair so we'll yeah the chair's a lot more ride. fun
0: with somebody in it <laughs> right right
1: exactly you know so we'll do this character and um so John, uh, I sketch I drew it I did all these angles and turnarounds and stuff like different, you know, positions. And I sent it off to, uh, to Stern and then they had their sculptor make it. So John had the sculpt sitting on his desk. Uh, so he, he was actually, yeah, it was sitting there. So I just started calling him Sparky. So John <laughs> named him Sparky and I drew him. So it was sort of like, uh, um, you know, John came up with his, the name and he became Sparky and, uh, they used him on the, um, uh, Brendan Small from Metalocalypse <laughs> and, uh, um, Many other things. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Brendan did the voice for that. He did a lot of the voices in, in the machine. Oh, at, wow. At I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Super cool. He's also, I've done work for Brendan. I did a, a guitar for Brendan. He's, he's actually a buddy of mine as well. So he got to work on that. I uh, forgot to mention him. Sorry, Brendan. But um, he did Sparky and uh, a lot of the voices. And the band did the rest of the voices. So
0: Rad. I love the snake in particular that you did for that i mean obviously the black album one of the most popular albums of all time has a snake on it but i love kind of your reinterpretation of it it has a more of a kind of neo-traditional type tattoo vibe yeah i wanted to uh, give
1: it like a little just like a bit of um like just like a playfield toy something with a little bit of uh um i don't know some energy to it some spark you know yeah
0: yeah um i love the snake i love the uh Like I love a lot of the iconography that you chose and kind of reinterpreted to represent each of the albums because, you know, when you think about Ride the Lightning, you think about the chair, and I love that Mm -hmm. you used the switch for the electric chair, you know, or you think about Mm -hmm. Master of Puppets and you think about the whole cemetery and the hands and whatever, but you used like just a single cross, you know. I thought um, that sort of uh, familiar but new is what made the whole pinball thing so cool from it oh
1: thanks yeah a lot of the guys that are uh, the team uh, also helped with that at stern so we would we would kind of like bat bat back and forth uh, some ideas so what do you think of this what do you think of that and then i would go and mm-hmm. sort of make a rendering of it and how would this work you know so that's sort of how some of that came about mm-hmm. um you know i draw from lists of stuff that we had kind of sat around and, and talked about doing but, um, yeah, it was fun to give it that twist, you know, obviously there's the hammer. That's, a, a that very, was the like next a, thing I was going to bring
0: up. Yeah. It's from a, that old t-shirt, but you reimagined it with Robert on it. And, uh, and, and then your style of the faces, right. It was so, kind of a plus
1: esque, but it was, yeah, yeah, I put the new kind of, uh, um, sort of the guys from the, just to make it match the, the, you know, the, uh, what I was going for, like the whole of monster course. vibe and stuff. Yeah. 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 And I knew the guys like that style. So that's the style, you know, I wanted, that's why I got hired, you know,
0: so that mm-hmm. wanted to kind of uh, tie it all in. I love on one of the little slides that the balls come down that there's what looks like lightning and it's sort of like, Oh, okay. You're riding the lightning right here.
1: (laughs) Right. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Lots of little things like that for sure. Yeah, Yeah, for sure.
0: So cool. Um, And you said, you know, because you are a pinball guy, um, was there anything in particular where you were just like, in terms of, Of playing the game and of course realizing that you're not designing all of the play but was there anything that you were like it's got to have this like we got to have if we're going to do a metallica pinball machine and i'm going to be psyched playing it it's got to have this or this like things that might not always make it into you know hand drawn being one thing obviously that you've already pointed out um was there anything else sort of like that where it was like it's got to have this and most games don't yeah,
1: I'm a fan of Twilight Zone, and if you guys don't know Twilight mm. Zone, the pinball machine, but there's so much gingerbread going on there. There's so mm. much stuff, and um, and the, the game breaks all the time, apparently, but I owned one. It was pretty good, but it's got so much stuff in there, so... I remember talking to John. I'm like, just put a lot of cool stuff in there, you know? <laughs> yeah. But he had already had a really good game layout. So, you know, I was like, that's his department and he makes amazing games. He's, he did like the original star Wars back in the day. Oh, he, right. John's done. Like um, he's done a lot. If you look, uh, look up John Borg and you can see the giant list of games he's designed. He's the sweetest guy too. super nice cat. But um, yeah, he had that all pretty much figured out. The only requests I ever had with working with John was I'm like, just give me a little bit of room on the play field to put some artwork. <laughs> he likes to put a lot of lights everywhere, you know? So I was like with Aerosmith, I'm like, just squeeze me a little bit so I can put the band in the middle, you know, uh, <laughs> the we compromised, band, you know, Band's got to be in there somewhere, somewhere is a little big drawing somewhere, you know?
0: Yeah. I love the, uh, the OG um, Freddy Krueger pinball machine. have yeah. a, a buddy of mine has one that he's restored and he's even he's even added some stuff inside that didn't come with it (laughs) like he uh, custom made a little television set and has freddy's head coming out of it yeah aftermarket uh,
1: parts are a big uh that's a big uh, thing for pinball a lot of the uh customizing stuff have you seen
0: have you seen anybody do any cool sort of add-ons to the Metallica one, like custom. Oh, piles.
1: Yeah. People were making piles of them. Somebody made a topper that was a Sparky and uh, they, they hit me up and they're like, can we produce this? And I was like, well, no, no, you can't, you know, you can make your own. Yeah. You can Um, make
0: one as long as it's not for sale. (laughs)
1: Exactly. Yeah. Because like for me, the band and Stern, you know, that's just like, you know, that's sort of like, it's, it's, you know, it's our thing, you know? Um, And I don't want my character being, you know, like somebody just makes my character and sells it. It's just, of course, like, you know, it's not, it's not cool. And, um, it's cool. He made it and it's very creative. Uh, that, that's cool. But, um, so that prompted the, the actually the Stern aftermarket program, uh, where they make, um, shooter rods, uh, toppers, oh, um, and add-ons. This wow. so there's a whole aftermarket thing that I actually discussed with Jody and I brought that idea to him. Um, but I never made it for Metallica. Metallica is a little bit, uh, um, it just was just, it had already kind of happened. So they mm-hmm. it for their next game, and then it actually uh, the cool thing is it happened on Aerosmith. So there's a whole bunch of uh, you know extra features that you can buy.
0: Very nice, and Aerosmith, of course, being a big influence on Metallica, especially James mm-hmm. back in the day, um, and Kirk. Yeah, another thing about the Metallica machine is that there are how many variations of that were there? Three, I think. There's f- actually four.
1: Um, four. They wanted to do. Uh, there was a one where they wanted to have a photograph on uh, as the back glass. And I had suggested that you know let's do the three art packages—the pro, the premium, and the limited—with mm. the artwork, and then uh, maybe do like a f- maybe do like a fourth one, and you can do your you know your Photoshop backlash. because this again you got to re- you got to remember that Photoshop uh, was king. Of yeah, Pinball, yeah. everything, and this is <laughs> this was the change. This is when it was just going about. Yeah, to, and you've got,
0: you got know, and you've you've already had to sell everybody on the idea that it's going to work. Oh, totally. And so they still yeah. want to do their backup of like that's cool. We'll try this, but, uh, we still yeah. want to do one of the ones we're used to. And I understand just to
1: be safe, you know, I get it. Yeah. Um, so they did it. My, my idea as one of the, one of the cabinets was to do like their iconic road cases, you know, yeah. so they ended up doing, I didn't design the road case. I think someone at Stern did it, but they did the road case and it, it looks great. And I was like, that was my idea. <laughs> so that was cool. You know, and my friend, Jeff, it. Jeff, uh, uh, fixer from Metallica, the, is there a, um, you know, he does a lot of stuff for the band. Um, he was, a, he took the photos for the uh, back class. and he's a pinball guy as well. So Jeff got to have a, a back glass, which is special.
0: Oh, that's rad. Yeah. And that's a good yeah. way to look at it too. Like that's, that's cool for the photographer. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, you know, I love, by the way, one of the pictures you have of the Metallica machine on your website, it's next to the Twilight Zone machine. <laughs> oh, it? <yes>, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is, uh, you know, I think there's a, there's a picture of Kirk, that's from comic-con and it's next to i think an iron man machine and it's like you know that's cool but it's definitely very much like what we're talking about of that more modern feeling like photoshoppy photorealistic art and then that sitting next to your metallic one i mean it's just the proof is in the pudding right there of just how much how much cooler a hand illustrated yeah
1: i mean i try to keep it all positive but i'm just i'm just not i'm not a photoshop fan i just i just I just don't like it. Um, it's my by, the way, and by, opinion, by the way, by the way, you
0: strike me as an extremely positive guy, which is quite uh, quite refreshing. <laughs> so, oh, thanks, thanks. Because yeah. I'm from
1: Canada. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm an American um, citizen now, though. I do have my citizenship. This is my first time, uh, you know, around. So,
0: so whenever you uh, whenever you lose your temper, that's the American part coming out. Right. Um, I love that picture of you standing next to a shelf full of Sparkies. I mean, it was that the first time that you had seen a character that you randomly sketched on a chalkboard, you know, ter- mass produced into a bunch of figures. Uh,
1: on that level. Yeah. Um, it, I had had toys made and I had worked with companies on some like, you know, other toys and stuff, but uh to see all the sparkies that get in a row like that, that was actually at Stern in their, in their, their, in their uh, factory. Um, right. So we did a little photo there. Um, yeah. It was very cool to see that. It was very neat.
0: I love your Cthulhu Rise poster. We got to get into some of your posters too. I mean, we could talk for hours about just the pinball, but um, you've done some of the coolest Metallica posters ever. Oh, um, thanks. Thanks. And yeah, the uh, the Cthulhu one as an H.B. Lovecraft fan. Um, that one is probably, I don't know if it's my favorite. It's one of my favorites of yours for sure. Um, what What's the process for those like in terms of again, I mean, you've worked with them for so long. The creative freedom is probably as simple as them saying, Hey, make a poster for this song. <laughs> right. Like,
1: yeah, it was, um, I did get the call to, to do Do you want to do an art print? Um, the last one was a hit, you know, with Met club, uh, the shirts, uh, they made shirts and, and posters out of them. Obviously there's no shows right now. So, um, I know that they've got a program where they, they have a uh, artists doing uh, show posters, but, uh, this was, yeah, yeah another art print. So, I was definitely uh, stoked to get to do another one. The first one was a hit and uh, I have the original
0: right here. I'll, I'll bring it and show you real quick. Oh, sick. Yeah. Oh, wow. Dude, that is so awesome. I love the foil that's on there. And by the way, is that a Han Solo frozen in carbonite in your office? Well, I guess it is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> love it. Dude. So I, I made that um, wow. it was, uh, pieces that I got on online and I made it over the period of about two years. I, I collected all the pieces and then I uh, put it together in a couple of weekends. I don't. You can buy them from Sideshow, but I but I actually made that going on fan sites. And I, I found the fiberglass for for him on eBay. And uh, there's actually have a video of a, a YouTube channel called Dirty Donnie TV, and there's a the making of that on my channel. Oh,
0: I'll definitely watch that. And I also see your dragon's lair. Is that um like an original panel from one of the machines uh, or
1: no? That's uh, uh Artivision is a company that makes uh, they make like light boxes. Oh and, wow. Uh, that's one of my. Uh, it's a Tempest '80s arcade Tempest. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's I call remember it Tempest. a uh, tribute.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rad. Yeah, I will ever. I will forever associate Dragon's Lair with being uh, frustratingly difficult and expensive, <laughs> but so awesome.
1: <laughs> it, it is. It, it's crazy. Um, they have made a mini mini uh, arcade cabinet about that big. I ordered it. I did was part of the Kickstarter campaign for that. So I'm looking forward to uh, digging into Dragon's Lair.
0: Rad. Uh, yeah, I love that game. It was, um, they had one at the grocery store that was walking distance from where I grew up and my friends and I, uh, I mean, I grew up in Indiana and it was a very Stranger Things-esque childhood, you know, same era. And yeah, yeah I had my, my buddies and I would go walk up to Mr. D's Grocery and and lose so many quarters in the dragon slayer machine
1: (laughs) i remember when it came to ottawa it came to carling the arcade at carlingwood's shopping mall and it was like there was a line to play it and it was like a dollar it was the first
0: game that was like four
1: quarters to play yeah
0: i remember it was so expensive and it and and for people who were playing it for the very very first time seeing how frustrated they would get because you just die immediately (laughs) right right (laughs) because it's all just patterns right and memorization yeah there's a uh,
1: YouTube uh, thing of uh, all the deaths. They've, they've stitched together all the death scenes in a row. It's pretty funny.
0: Oh, that's rad. I got to watch that too. I got to check out your channel some more. It sounds like there's a bunch of stuff up my alley on there.
1: Yeah, come come check it out. It's uh, TV. It's YouTube.com forward slash DonnieTV. Um, and I just launched the making of the Metallica poster. So mm. I did a yeah, time I did lapse see that. of me drawing it. Oh, you did?
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, and I, I got to ask you, because I have you on here, and I think you'll be new to some folks who are listening, so... I apologize for the otherwise generic nature of this question, but you got to tell me about the nickname. Oh, what Dirty, com- dirty Donnie from? Gillies. <clears throat> well, here's, here's the, uh, here's the thing. Um, because you I seem see- like such a sweet guy. And normally when you hear that nickname, you think about like, you know, some kind of degenerate, like yeah. with a, sw- a switchblade <laughs> in an alleyway, like trying to sell you a dirty magazine or something.
1: <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I know. I know. Totally. It's um, it's funny. Cause I, I, so I've been doing uh, art, uh, full-time for 22 years. And I stuck with that name back in the day because my name is, is Donnie Gillies, but everyone would pronounce my last name wrong. And back then there was no internet and, uh, well, there was, but nobody was using it. And, Uh uh, it was sort of like everyone, it was all like everything was in magazines, magazine or articles or, or ads and stuff. It was just, it was a different world. So yep. to have a name, like a nickname that stuck out. And I remember reading like Ed Big Daddy Roth books and he's like, it's so important to have a, as an artist to have a nickname, you know, mm. and one that people will remember and um, one that goes with the kind of art you're doing. So, so we just, Dirty Donnie was sort of like a, just a kind of a joke amongst my friends and we call each other like, you know, Dirty Mike, Dirty Stacy, and So I was like, I just started signing my name, Dirty Donnie, um, to my artwork. And then, uh, when I kind of got some bigger gigs, I I just was like, well, I'll just be Dirty Donnie and we'll see how this goes. And, uh, you know, honestly, like I probably could have ditched it years ago, but I just, I kept it.
0: No, I love it. And I love the alliteration of it. And I also like that you are a very sweet and pleasant guy because it has that, that same juxtaposition when like you meet a guy named tiny and he's like, you know, seven feet tall and 400 pounds. Yeah. (laughs) So the same kind of thing. Um, Yeah, and you know, I completely relate to the origin story there because when I first began my career as a print journalist in the mid-90s, I got a press package on my desk one day. I'm working as the assistant music editor at the Weekly Paper in Indianapolis, and I get this press kit for a singer-songwriter who's being mentored by Elton John and it's signed to a major label, and his name was Ryan Downey. And I'm like opening this and I'm looking at his photo and his CD and I'm just like, Oh man, my life is over. You know, like it's gonna, right, right. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm going to be like Michael Bolton in office space. So yeah. that's when I started using my middle initial and my byline and the exact same thought process as yours. You know, it was like the internet wasn't that common. It was years before social media. I was like, well, yeah. I'm going to be Ryan J. Downey." At the time there was Mark L. Wahlberg and Howard K. Stern and just yeah. pre- preemptively if this guy's career goes massive and then suddenly there's a famous rock star named ryan downey like i'll be ryan j downey I'll be set right and gotcha um, gotcha luckily for me unluckily for him his uh, career didn't really go anywhere i did yeah. i did look him up on wikipedia not that long ago and he's apparently become quite a successful producer behind the scenes so it's like oh well, that's cool
1: yeah. Oh, that's cool. I was just happy people didn't start calling Donald Trump uh, "Dirty Donnie. You know? Oh
0: wow! <laughs> I saw a couple
1: of those. Me and a friend of mine are discussing it when it when he first got elected, and I was like, "Man, I really hope that," because I saw a couple of people saying that. But
0: You're like, please don't uh, catch on. Please don't catch on. Yeah.
1: You know, then it's just going to be Donnie Gillies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know,
0: Donny G. Donnie yeah. G. In
1: the house. G. Yeah, I think I'm pretty safe from that though. It's actually it's funny because "Dirty Donny" uh, is a, a hashtag. Is uh, if you go on Instagram, it's either like mostly it's my artwork um there'll be a couple of trumps here and there it's either that or it's like 16 year old uh, girls from england getting ready for a night out on the town so it's like girls getting ready it's the funniest thing in the world because i start seeing these girls and like getting ready for you know i'm, I'm going out for a dirty do on the town and you know my wife is like that is hilarious so it's if that you is look great it up, it's pretty funny you yeah.
0: should uh you should you should tell people that that's originated with you right <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah, too yeah. And, and by the way i also love the murder in the front row poster that you did i um had the director of that film on the podcast a while sh- ago i might be wearing the shirt yeah. you are yeah. nice yeah i had the i had the director on a while back and then brian Liu, who i'm sure you're familiar with yeah he's he's yep. finally gonna come on oh right on
1: yeah yeah brian's great yeah
0: yeah i've had to i've had to coax him for years because i don't think he's that comfortable being interviewed But yeah uh, he likes
1: to take be, be the guy behind the camera but not yep. uh
0: yeah yeah. If you guys
1: don't know who Brian Lou is, Brian is an old friend of Metallica's and he's, uh, he used to photograph them back in the day. And the Murder in the Front Row book, he's a co author of, and he, uh, he took photos for, um, yeah, basically thrash metal back in the day. So he many photos. Yeah. He's one of those guys. He's a, he's he took a, the first
0: photos with Cliff. He's oh, got really? those, he's got those pictures wow. outside of the house where they would jam. And it's, uh, you know, Lars, James, Cliff, and Dave Mustaine. Yeah. And, and yeah, those that was Brian Lowe, he was the first guy to do that.
1: My friend my friend Drew Kramer lives in that house now. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he sits get this, he sits on the front porch uh-huh. and he uh people of uh, fans, Metallica fans come up and want to see the house. And he's like, Just go get me uh, some smokes and a six pack and I'll give you a tour I love So that's it. his thing. He just sits there and drinks beer and smokes cigarettes on the front and uh so if you're a fan and you wanna to go to the Metallica house, Drew's there. Just bring him a six pack and
0: <laughs> I love that man. And that's the way to do it. Like I you know right. I was uh in Pasadena a couple years ago I went on the Halloween movie pilgrimage like going to all the houses and locations from you know Carpenter's original Halloween mm-hmm. and one one of the houses they had some prop pumpkins on the porch and a sign that said welcome movie fans like we're happy to have you here take pictures use one of these pumpkins Um, Oh, cool! Just you know, be quiet, be respectful of our neighbors. But it was just such a like, man, that's cool. That's how you handle it if you live in a house like that. (laughs) Right, right.
1: I know the Goonies people that own the Goonies house in Astoria, Oregon. I think they've had a lot of problems. I think the house has been sold many times, but I think that there they'd have signs like "Don't," you know, like "Don't take pictures" and stuff. a guy had, uh, when they redid the porch, a guy had uh, reclaimed all the wood and he mm-hmm. cut it up into pieces and actually bought one for like 20 bucks. And it has like a little uh, movie prop sticker on it, like a piece of the Goonies. It's oh, actually I've, I've, it's part of my wall back here. I've, I've drilled it into the wall. So I have a little piece of the Goonies porch up here. Uh, Sick. I'm, I don't have
0: a lot of movie props, but, um, uh, you know, little oh, things like one, that. That's one found. to be proud of for sure. Yeah. 20 bucks, you know. It's fun. Yeah, man. And I, yeah, I mean, that was one of the things I, I first moved to California in 2001 and it was, you know, within a year or two. I'd, it's around the same time I did. Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, yeah, I visited a bunch of, <laughs> you know, Nightmare on Elm Street house and uh, Pee Wee Herman's house and every place I could find, you know, from childhood.
1: Oh no, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's right. Still yeah. standing.
0: Yeah. That's um, cool. That's so cool. killer. Um, so what have you, what do you have coming up next? What's well, a, I did a,
1: I recently did a um, str- uh, poster for stranger things and they, right. they really liked it for, for Netflix and um, they really liked it. And they, they've they requested uh, the possibility of doing some more. Um, I'm working on some new art prints. I have a lot of new merch in the store. Uh, since COVID I'm not on the road. I haven't been to uh, usually a yeah. tour, you know, I do pinball shows, arcade, retro arcade gaming shows, uh, some, you know, rock festivals and stuff um, as like, I'll be kind of flown in as a guest and been fortunate enough to, you know, like a, a, a lot since the Metallica pinball when that came out, I'd be like a, a guest at these shows. And mm-hmm. so I was, I'd pretty much be on the road like once a month, you know, for the last, you know, since 2013. So I'll bring my, all my poster set up and all, all my art. Um, so that would be like a source of income. And uh, I'm always like kind of overflowing with, with work, which is amazing. It, it's like, I don't even know what to say. It's just so nice to have all this art to do, but um, I try to make time for, you know, to do my own stuff, which is also another form of income. So what I've been doing a lot of my own stuff is what I'm getting at. And I've had a little more time because I'm not doing the road stuff. So yeah, uh,
0: more time to focus on the dirty, the the blessing and the curse. Like, yeah, the glass half full being that you can do more of that work. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. The black light stuff, stuff. you know, like more black
1: light posters and stuff like that. Um, I have a whole slew of clients. I know I got to do something for thrasher magazine at some point. And um, there's a, I got a list somewhere, but um, yeah, I,
0: (laughs) you know, that's a good problem to have. Too much it's a good to remember to is a good problem to have. Yeah, and I'll and I'll make sure in the show notes and everything uh, with the episode that there's a link to your site and your store, and people can come check out and buy stuff. Right on. I'm sure, I'm sure I'll be buying stuff in the very near future. <laughs> cool. Right <laughs> on. Spending a lot of time on the site.
1: The Metallica poster just launched at one o'clock today, and uh, I think it might have crashed the website. Website. I think it got might got wow. it overloaded. Wow. Yeah so that's
0: <laughs> I'm a good getting, problem to i was have. getting
1: texts earlier from my my the guys that run my store um and they're like oh man we're you know we're, we're trying to bring in more server power and stuff so it, <laughs> it happens I, they crashed uh, metallica fans crashed um uh the stern website when metallica got launched stern's wow. website got got crashed yeah um
0: wow again good problems to have when it's right like, oh this is so popular yeah that it's that it's blowing up well dude awesome i'm so happy we were able to make this happen
1: yeah, thanks so much for thinking of me and, and reaching oh, yeah. out. That's super cool.
0: Yeah, I've had you on the list for a while, and uh, yeah, it, it's fun. This is what this is what we do. It's just I talk to people who are directly associated, indirectly associated, uh, influence influenced Metallica, have been influenced by Metallica, and it's and it's just fun conversations like this. They're really about the person, and then also how where they intersect with the band and all that. I just yesterday I just talked to John Gallagher, the frontman for Raven, and was just yeah. getting all these amazing stories from that you know that infamous tour with raven and metallica and kill them all oh and, cool cool and yeah and then on the other end of the spectrum you know i have an interview coming up with uh, the guy who who kind of runs the all within my hands foundation for the band oh yeah right on right on he's like a doctor
1: yeah <laughs> you know? oh that's cool um, yeah.
0: so yeah it's been it's been really cool man
1: yeah let me know when brian's gonna be on because that, that's probably good um you know I, i'd really want to see that yeah, uh, for sure. Brian Lou, yeah.
0: For sure. Yeah, he's great. He's a sweet guy. I actually met he's him. really sweet guy. Yeah. I met him through more sort of the music industry when he was working on the merch side. And okay. then of course he's been at Super Seven. And I I've gone to Comic Con every year since two thousand and two or three. And yeah. Brian's always there, so we always get our Comic Con hang-in and stuff.
1: That's cool. If you guys don't know what Super Seven is, it's an amazing uh toy store for uh you know they so repop amazing. a lot of old stuff, but in their own, they resculpt it, repackage it, and uh, um, I actually bought the Snake Mountain. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah.
0: I was one of those guys. Yeah, and, um, and Brian. I, 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 me. I was. I was going to say uh, the the sh- art that you did uh, for the shirt has, has a uh, Castle Grayskull. Vibe to it. Oh, you, the the teeth, I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's like I, the teeth as the, as an opening, and yeah.
1: I have a big old castle grayscale right here. I can't flip my computer otherwise <laughs> I'll show you, but I had to buy the the, the snake mountain, you know. And, and Ryan was telling me that's the size of a pallet. So he's like, "Yeah, we'll be shipping a pallet to your house soon." And <laughs> so I'm like, "Wow, where am I going to put it, man?" You know, I got so much stuff as you can see already, and ah, yeah,
0: I'm. That's drowning. like that, that, that's like, that's like the modern equivalent of like as a kid, really, you know, everybody wanted the. The, the what was it, the aircraft carrier, the G.I. Joe USS Oh, yeah, flag. yeah, that thing's
1: massive. Yeah, this would be the equivalent of that. Yeah, it's like going to be huge. Yeah, I'm going to, I don't know where I'm going to put it, but uh, it's going to be in the living room for a while. And
0: I was going to say, your wife's going to be like, yay. Yeah, she, she's
1: cool. She's into like stuff too, so, you know, she's got a ton of, we got, our whole house is like a studio. It's all on the Donnie TV, on my YouTube channel. We like do stuff in the house and and but uh, yeah, our whole house is like, it's like, a, um, she's an artist as well, so like um, every room is like, is like kind of like it all functions as art. So there could be projects going on everywhere, but it's also yeah. kind of everything's like organized. So it's not like a
0: chaos. Yeah. that oh, yeah. sounds so cool, man. Super um, well, yeah. Well, I look forward to uh, investigating more and looking through and. Um, Sweet. Um,
1: I, I now live in Palm. De- I was in San Francisco for, uh, t- till a few years ago, but we moved to, we bought a house in Palm desert. So I'm in uh, like oh, cool. Palm Springs area. Oh, right on. Three years, yeah.
0: Okay, yeah. yeah. We'll have to hang sometime, man. I get out there once in a while. One of my old buddies from Indiana who lives out in California now also um, owns a couple of uh, rental properties that he Airbnbs out there. And sometimes we just go and stay. And um, I'm usually out there for stagecoach and Coachella And oh, right yeah, I can happening. hear Coachella
1: from my house when, when Coachella is <laughs> happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're not that close, but you can still hear it um, but we like the yeah. desert a lot it's uh san francisco is great but uh jenny and i wanted to buy a house and and we're also still like two hours from la we're two hours from san diego there's an airport yep. here it's a good chill we have a few friends out here a few friends from bands few friends from you know from over the years so it's a uh, th- thanks for having me on it's uh, super cool Super yeah awesome. it's
0: my pleasure and we'll have to do it again sometime
1: anytime um, man anytime um, i want to go through as well i'll go through some uh, um i mean i saw a lot of your your film reel it looked really impressive you know and um right. right on yeah and i've heard of your stuff and Hey, right on. Thanks for having me, man.